Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio, 13th day of November 2020, broadcasting you today from North Central West Virginia. Going to continue on today in the book of Romans. Going to talk about the just shall live by faith. But before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to expound your word. Your word will survive all things. You said heaven and earth shall pass, but your word by no means will ever, ever pass away. You sent your word and you healed us. And you said your word, Father, will go forth and won't come up. Come not, will not come back void, but do that what you sent it to do. And we ask you to bless it today. And we ask you, Lord, that your anointing would fall upon this broadcast, that you might save, heal, and deliver and set free. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Last time we gave the introduction, Paul's letter to the church at Rome, remember we said it was delivered by Phoebe from where Corinth, um, Paul's desire to come to a place he'd never been, which he did end up there is where he died and gave his life for the cause of Christ. And he wanted to come and preach the gospel under the church at Rome. Remember we talked about mostly this time it was Gentiles because Claudius had, had, uh, had, had kicked the Jewish people out of Rome. And uh, at the beginning of the church, we talked that it was uh, Jews and Gentiles. Um, the Bible declares the middle wall of, of what petition has been torn down, making us all one man in Christ. So basically what that's saying is the only way to God is through Christ. He's the one that opened the door. He's the one that repaired the breach, the one that made it possible for man to be reconciled back to God and the only way. So today we're going to start Romans 1, verse 16, and Paul starts and said, For I... I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. So Paul says, For I'm not ashamed. In other words, he regards the gospel as the way, the truth, and the life, which Jesus expounded and said that he was. He said, no man comes into the Father except it be through me. Now that word gospel there means good message or good news, something that should be heralded in days of old before Facebook and Twitter and all of these media outlets, so to speak, um, the way the people <clears throat> got their message was a herald who come up and down the streets proclaiming, mostly saying, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. In other words, something important is about to be spoken. This is what the church is to be, a herald of the gospel. In other words, hear the gospel. 
for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the only way to God. Listen, man is born separated from God because of the fall that happened in the garden. And the Bible is about God's plan to reconcile man back to himself and save him and once again restore fellowship. Break down the wall or the intimacy or the hostility between God and man. The only way you're not hostile to God is if you choose Christ. He's the only one that can bring peace between you and God. Now, if you don't choose him, then the Bible declares you are totally hostile to God. The Bible declares that because we're going to talk about in a couple of days, probably because of they refuse to retain God in their knowledge, the Bible declares he will turn them over to their own devices, even to a reprobate, which is totally depraved. Um, this is what happens when men reject God, when they reject God's plan. Those that even know in him, but reject his plan, and his plan is and always will be Jesus Christ and him crucified. So Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel, or the preaching thereof. In 2 Timothy 1-2, Paul wrote, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now that day is the day of judgment, the day of his coming, the day of the Lord the day when God changes all things, the day when God, the Word of God says that which can be shaken will be shaken. I believe this is going on right now. If you haven't noticed, the world's in total chaos, but the church is still here. So we've got a, a mandate, and that mandate is to preach the gospel under every kindred, every tongue, every race, every creed. Whatever man we speak to, we must preach the gospel and tell him that it is the power of God unto salvation. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, listen now, it is the power of God. We're going to talk about the word power here in a sec. The power. Now that power there designate something that works from the inside out, an explosion, so to speak. Not something happens on the surface, but an inner power that comes from knowing Jesus Christ and being baptized in his Holy Spirit. For their preaching, with the good news of the cross, is to them that perish, or those that don't believe, those that reject, it's foolishness. In other words, if you've been on this earth any time, you've seen men laugh at the concept, so to speak, of Jesus Christ. That, that God actually had a son. I've seen people get on television and call him mythical. <laughs> and the Bible says only the fool has said in his heart there's no God. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. But unto us. When I went to school, that was a plural pronoun. Unto us, which have accepted Christ, listen now, and are saved, it, the gospel is, the cross is, the power of God. I believe in a place called Mount Calvary. I believe in the old rugged cross. Forever we look to that blood-stained tree. We know there's no power in the tree itself, but the work that Jesus Christ done when he went to that cross, the finished work, when he bowed his head and said, it's finished. Yes, he died, but the work of redemption was done. That men can no longer have to uh, be bound by their sins. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are saved, and it is the power of God that works in our life. It's that it's that it's that confidence that, that Paul talked about in Second Timothy. I just read you, he said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The Bible declares, cast all your cares upon him. Do you live in a world of care? Certainly. For he cares for you. Come boldly, we spoke in the book of Hebrews, before the throne of God with your with your petitions and your supplications and, and know that God honors those prayers because we come in the name of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus Christ, the middle wall has been torn down. The veil has been ripped from top to bottom. We no longer are separated from God. We are justified. We're going to talk about that today. To enter in, make our needs and our supplications known unto God. The status of a Christian. We are born again. Born from above. We are covered with the blood we belong to God the Father. He's our Abba. Abba Father. Or that term means Daddy. First hmm. Corinthians one twenty four. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks. They will see that, that, that Christ died for all men. Regardless. Christ the power. Or the dunamis. Of God. And the wisdom of of God. Isaiah 11, study sometime the seven spirits. It's also mentioned in the book of Revelation. Christ coming to power. The power of God. Which the Bible declares that all power and all principalities have been put down by his power, by the shedding of his blood. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. Bible declares if you're ashamed of Christ before men, then he will be ashamed of you before his Father. Very simple. We pronounce and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ now. That's the answer today. It's the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ. The soon coming King. 
For the gospel, which he's not ashamed of, is the power. It is the designated. It is the power of God. The power of God or the force. The word in the Greek is dunamis, which includes ability, abundance, might, power, strength, wonderful work, miracle working power. For signs and wonders, that's talked about much anymore, but signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. Paul said, I come in power and demonstration of the move of the Holy Ghost. Peter said, silver and gold have we none after the day of Pentecost, but such as we have, take up thy bed and walk. They had obeyed the Spirit of God and went and waited in the upper room. Some say it wasn't the upper room, but somewhere else. But anyhow, the Holy Ghost fell and baptized them with power. Just not speaking in tongues, but power for service. Acts 19 declares the power of Pentecost. Acts 2 talks about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which gives men power with God. Not for their own devices, not for their own edification, not that they certainly are not deified. Not that there's a hierarchy in the church. Some have and some don't. The Bible said God is no respecter of persons. We can't seek gifts to lift up ourselves because that's never the purpose of the gifts. Amen. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the manifestation of the gifts that should work in the body of Christ. And he always says that they are for the edification of the body. Never, never, and I stress, never to lift up men. The fivefold ministry is never to lift up men and put them above anybody. But that the body of Christ, I just read last night, prophecy is to comfort, to lead, to guide. Never to bring confusion. For God, listen now, is not the author of of confusion. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Here we go. Everyone that believes. For God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must believe that he is. And a rewarder of those that diligently Seek him. You must believe that Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, was God incarnate in flesh, all man and all God. God's Lamb. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So you got to believe with the heart. With the heart a man believes, and with the mouth a man confesses. Confesses what? That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That he came to save, deliver, and set free. That he's the soon coming king. That there's none above him, and he's even the creator. All things were made by him and for him, according to what the word of God says. 
So to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also the Greek, to whosoever will. I see no categories. I see no stalls where people are, are separated into this doctrine and that doctrine and this belief and that belief. The belief and the foundation is Jesus Christ. Upon this rock, he said, I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. To the Jew first, the oracles of God were given to the Jew. God, the Jews are God's chosen people. We're going to find out in this very book that God has never cast away his people, that the church has never, 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 never taken the place of Israel. And the Bible says, I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. Amen. Amen. There's even anti-Semitism in the body of Christ, and that's certainly not God's plan to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. So you got to believe. 17. Romans 1.17. For therein, what? Therein what? The gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith therein there is the righteousness of god so who is our righteousness but jesus christ are we within ourselves righteous can we do anything to reconcile ourselves to god no the bible says our righteousness or the attempts thereof is filthy rags They will never suffice. You will never uh, <clears throat> see God accept that sacrifice. It must be a blood offering. For there's life in the blood. The word of God says, and I've put the blood upon the mercy seat for an atonement for your souls. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For therein is the righteousness, which Christ is the righteousness of God. So we're only righteous through his righteousness. So that makes us the righteousness of Christ. Think about this today. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, revelation, the word apocalypse, the very last book of the Bible, which we went over on this broadcast, means the unveiling, it's not the revelation of John, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom God gave to John, or Jesus gave to, gave, gave to John, the apocalypse, the unveiling of who Christ is. We don't know him. Unless he's revealed to us. How is he revealed to us? Only through the Holy Spirit. Not by power, not by might, but by his Spirit, saith the Lord. The Spirit and the Bride says, come. It's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that draws men unto himself. And when that Spirit is drawing, men make choices. I've heard people say down to you, well, I'll get saved at this particular time. But will the Spirit be drawing you? 
because the Spirit must draw in order to get saved. Now, the Spirit also is a revelator of who we are and what we are without Christ. Just like the law is a mirror that shows us that we are sinners, but the law had no power to save us. But when the Holy Spirit reveals that we are sinners, then here stands Jesus to take care of our sin. To blight it out, to put it as far as the east is from the west. I've said it multiple times, broadcast the world's problem. Everything you see going on around you is sin. That's why there's so much what confusion in the world. The Bible declares a saint and for a time and a season is the God, pseudo, temporary God of this world. He certainly has influence in the season. His minions, and he certainly works through people. We see it every day. And there are those that worship him and give him homage and, and, and uh, recognize him as being a deity or a, or a God. But don't forget one thing, he's a creation, a creation according to what the Word of God says. And you can read that that's why he's so wrathful because he has but a short time to work. So the revelation of the gospel in Jesus Christ revealed from what? Faith to faith. Faith to faith. What's the word of God say? In Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go there. Verse 1. Now faith is the substance. How many times have you heard this? Faith is the substance or the word of God. The things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, we don't see it, we believe it. I've never seen God face to face, but I believe that he exists. I know that he exists. Amen. By faith, I receive salvation through Jesus Christ and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a what good report because they believed God. The Bible declares Abraham believed God and was counted unto him as righteousness. So we've got faith as a grain of a mustard seed and we've got the gift of faith. We need to pray that God increases our faith. Lord, I believe, but help me my unbelief. Jesus said, when I return to the earth, will I find any faith in the earth. So the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. This is a quote from the Old Testament. Habakkuk 2.4, I believe. The just shall live by faith. The just or those that are justified, shall live by faith. This was Habakkuk speaking about standing his watch. Let's just go there a second. Habakkuk 2, beginning in verse 1. 
I will stand upon my watch. Not necessarily seeing anything. Not necessarily holding it. Nothing tangible in his hand. But believing God. He said, I'm going to stand upon my watch. And will set me down upon the tower. Indicates a watchman. One watching. Maybe, maybe not see anything going on, but still watching and waiting on God. For those that wait upon the Lord, the Bible declares, shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings of eagles. And the Bible says he'll, the Bible says he'll give us hinds feet. Gives us power to go from one place to the other under the power of the Holy Ghost. He said, I, he said, I've set me upon the tower and will watch and listen to see what he, the Lord, will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am oh, reproved. Hmm. Remember we talked here a couple of weeks ago about uh, don't, don't, don't become bitter when we're chastised. Because when we're chastised, the Bible declares we are sons and daughters of God. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. In other words, it's something that has not come to pass yet. It's something that we see. Evidence of things not seen. And make it plain upon the tables. Or, in our case, the notebook or word pad or, or the word documents, whatever it might be. But write the vision down that ye may run, that he may run that reads it. For the vision, now listen, listen. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. That word pointed there and time is kairos, an appointed time. A certain time in history. The feast that God ordained in the Old Testament were appointed times. That certain things they would do and certain things would happen. Jubilee is an appointed time. The end of the 50 years. For an appointed time. But at the end, listen, listen, the vision. Talk about the vision now. At the end it shall speak. And not lie. Why? Because it comes from God. Let every man be a liar. But let God be the truth. Though it tarry. It's waiting. It's not come to pass. People get frustrated. And angry. And mad. And impatient. But he says. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. And will not tarry. Listen. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in himself, but the just shall live by faith. That's what Paul's talking about here. The just, or those that have, that have been justified through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are, we, we are on this tower, we are waiting, we are watching, we are occupying, we are doing the mandate, we're preaching the gospel, and the vision is before us. And the Bible says, without a vision... A man will perish in our vision, our eyes upon Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus, the song says. Get your eyes off of men, situations, and circumstances, and get your eyes on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and occupy in this world and do what God has told you to do until the end time, or the time you're not here anymore. We're here for a reason. The Bible declares that Jesus came for a reason. For this reason was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. The just shall live how? By feeling? No. <clears throat> By faith. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Romans 8, 1 and 3, Therefore is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free, this is Paul taking it personal, from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin and the flesh. So we're justified by faith. The finished work of Jesus Christ is justification, the progressive and ongoing sanctification of the saint of God, and the future glorification of the saint of God, which we haven't reached yet until the resurrection day, when he said, Behold, I make all things new. Paul said the rights of God is revealed through Jesus Christ and we receive it from faith to faith and the just. Those that have been justified through the blood of Jesus Christ, we live by faith. Things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Think about this today. Think about this today. The word of God. Get your eyes upon Jesus. Get your eyes off everything else and get your eyes on Jesus Christ today. Listen, the word of God is being fulfilled every day. So we need to have that substance. Faith is substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. A lot of the word of God has not been fulfilled. A lot of it has, but there's still things to be fulfilled. And we've got to believe that God is going to do it. And he is going to. <laughs> He'll fulfill his word. Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, giving us the eternal covenant, which is sealed through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this is how we need to posture ourselves as living totally by faith, by faith, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So we're not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the just shall live by faith. I think we've pretty well uh, take that point and driven it home today, that we must live by faith and faith alone. It's how we, you, can't, you, you can't do enough works. Now the Bible, I don't know what the Bible said. I don't know what James wrote, and I agree with him 100%. Without works, faith is dead. In other words, faith will produce fruit. And the Bible says, if you don't produce fruit, then he'll lay the axe to the root. 
How shall you know them by their fruit? How you know Christians? How you know people are operating in gifts of the Spirit? Or how many people are, or who is operating in the fivefold by the fruit that they bear? Or the end result? Hmm? Everything that God set in the Word of God is for our edification. Every gift of the Spirit, every, every office of the Spirit is for the edification and the building of the body, never the building of a man. Amen. So we must live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, do we get shaken in our faith if you're human? Amen. Do we say sometimes, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief? I have. I'm sure you have to. But we believe him today. We look under the author or the authority and the finisher of our faith. If he says we're healed, we're healed. If he says we're set free, we're set free. If he says he gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, then he gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. For man lies, but God will never, ever lie. Let every man be a liar. Let God be the truth, and that truth, which is the word of God, and his son Jesus Christ shall set us free. So ask him today to strengthen your faith. If you don't know Jesus Christ, the word of God says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. This is not a mechanical thing. And repent. Make a conscious decision in your mind to turn and go in another direction. But we receive him by faith. and We're saved by grace and grace only. Nothing you can do except yield yourself unto him and come with a broken and a contrite spirit because he can never ever receive a spirit of pride or haughtiness. He can't do it. Or stiff neck. He can't. He won't. Humble yourself before God and in due time the word of God says you'll be exalted. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. And we ask you today that you'd save souls and deliver and set free. We ask you today that you touch our nation. Lord, touch your church. Touch your people. Lord, today we know that you're all in all. That you're still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And everything's going to work out according to your word. You said in your word that all things work too good for those that love you. And are called according to your purpose. And we stand on that today and we're justified by what you said in your word. And we believe you. We believe you. Let the voices we hear be singular. Let the voice we hear today be the voice of your word. Echoing and chiming in our minds and our spirits today. And you said if we meditate upon that word, you'll keep us in perfect peace. Now, Father, we ask you to save souls. We ask you to heal bodies. Lord, I ask you today to heal chronic illnesses, God. I've been plaguing people for years. Lay your precious hand upon them because by your stripes you're healed. Save those today and heal those today who are bound by whatever it might be, addiction, perversion, whatever it might be, deliver them as a call upon your name. Deliver them and set them free, which you said you would. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you said shall be delivered. And we thank you today for your word. It gives us hope. It gives us vision. And we're going to write it down. And we're going to watch it come to pass. And we're not going to perish today, Lord, because our vision is you, our Lord and our Savior. And we thank you today 
In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless. Till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.